I bring grace to you and peace from God our Father through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text from Isaiah, let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning. They greet us. Every day you make a promise to us that you will walk with us. Regardless of the circumstance, regardless of our confidence or our character, you promise to walk with us. And we ask you this day, O oh God, to fill us with your spirit that we may treasure your word and the promise of new mercies every morning. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. I have two older daughters in my happy little home. I will not talk about them. They are in their teenage years, and we are in a space of detente right now as they grow older. But I do have a nine-year-old son, and my nine-year-old son has become an expert in sound effects. Sound effects, especially having seen Star Wars. He now has all kinds of sound effects that come into play. I have suffered a tragic demise several times in my kitchen while preparing breakfast because a lightsaber has come out and apparently split me in two. I am now becoming the master of sound effects as well. Sound effects that are very, very powerful and forceful. And I was thinking about sound effects today as we consider Isaiah 43. And I'd like to invite you to join me in the sound effect of Isaiah 43. It is a wildly violent thunderclap. Was that wildly violent? No, Let, help me and try your very best to make the most wildly violent thunderclap you in your human body can generate. Would you do this with me? Take yourself back to the time you were a nine-year-old boy. Think about your nine-year-old brother. Don't think about your nine-year-old brother. Stay focused on God. And let's all, in just one fell swoop, the most violently wild thunderclap we can. Ready? One, two, three. Good job. Now, that wildly violent thunderclap represents the words with which Isaiah makes a very powerful turn in a prophecy spoken to a people who are buffeted and beset by all kinds of external pressure, derelict governments, rogue nations, spiritual decay in the nations around them, and internal division in the nation which is theirs. In the midst of great adversity, there is a need for a great adversative. And that adversative is the great but now of Isaiah 43. But now I have redeemed you. I have calmed you. Waters will not overwhelm you. Fire will not burn you nor consume you. I am the Lord, the, your God, the Holy One of Israel. I am your Savior. It is the opportunity to be woken up in the middle of the night by a wild, violent 
thunderclap. It is the opportunity to hear God's voice penetrate deep darkness and rattle our souls, shake the foundations of our homes, reset the way we think about creation, reality, everything we know as certain. It is the opportunity through God's word for you to hear that regardless of what buffets and besets you from outside, what what haunts you from within, in the midst of great adversity, God provides a great adversative. But now, thus says the Lord. For Israel in its day, it was very, very much externally experiential. Nations surrounded it and the threat to its existence was an indicator of God's displeasure an indicator that things were not right between Israel and their God. Fast forward hundreds of years and the Apostle Paul would come to a time when the nation really didn't matter any longer as a geopolitical force. Now each and every individual of that nation and Gentiles beside would confront first and foremost not the external experience of sin and God's displeasure, but the internal awareness that we are by nature sinful and unclean, that we are under the sentence of death. And Paul would write the same truth, that in the face of great adversity there is required a great adversative, but now... Paul writes, the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, and although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. And there is no distinction. It is our need as both sinners and saints to know that in the face of great adversity, God himself is the author of a great adversative. God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ comes down more than just an adversative, but the adversary of sin, death, and the devil, and he does that for you so that you can quote Isaiah and so many other passages of Scripture with new mercies every morning knowing that God goes with you. He is your constant companion. Thus the preaching of the text. Let's talk about pastoral ministry and pastoral life as a final moment of application. I was thinking as I was preparing this message of all the different sounds that have come into my pastoral ears in just the past week. Sounds of voices uttered by staff, members who are buffeted and beset by all kinds of external and internal circumstance. Questions about where Concordia Kirkwood is going and how I as a pastor will act, not to mention the hours I spend at home raising a 17, a 14, and a nine-year-old who has great sound effects. Did I mention that? And in the midst of all of the changes and chances that is the human experience, Sin and righteousness in a saint sinner like you and I being part of every one of those changes and chances. 
I thought to myself how important it is for me as a child of God to become very, very adept, to grow in my facility in the face of great adversity, to cling to by faith the great adversative that we are introduced to here in Isaiah 43 and reminded of in Romans chapter 3. My brothers and sisters in Christ, as we close this message, that you would remember this prayer and that you'd bow your hearts and heads with me as I teach you it in fact and in faith. Let's pray. Dear God, you know the ministry to which you called us. And you know the circumstances of that ministry which is before us, even before those days come to pass. As we are reminded by the adversary of sin, death, and the devil, and the great adversity that he has overcome on our behalf, that you would make us by your grace capable each and every day through the changes and chances which is life and the ministry of those who live it through those changes and chances, we may be capable of clinging to the great but now of Scripture. And when the devil takes us and abuses us, buffets and besets us, that with each and every precious moment we may cling to new mercies and realize there is a plentiful amount of them for each and every day we live, that we may run the race and at the very end receive the crown of righteousness which you have prepared for us. We ask this in Jesus' name and all of God's people said.